0: Support for the Under the Hood with Jonathan Hood podcast is brought to you by Manscaped. Manscaped offers precision engineered tools for your family jewels. Manscaped just launched their fourth generation trimmer, the Lawnmower 4.0. You heard that right, 4.0. I want you to join over 2 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped with this exclusive offer just for you. off and free worldwide shipping with the code HOOD, my last name, H-O-O-D, at manscaped.com. Again, as I tell you about this, go to manscaped.com and enter the code HOOD. Imagine shaving with a sleek, well-designed and optimized trimmer that makes shaving time for your favorite time in the bathroom. I'm one of the first people to try the 4.0. I'm blown away by the performance. I'll be honest. I just let it just grow like a bunch of weeds down there for a long time. But it's nothing like trimming what you have down there. You know where? Down there. I want you to think about this as well. The ultimate groin and body trimmer by focusing on the intelligent functionality and the incredible comfort grooming experience. It's the fourth-generation trimmer. It features a cutting-edge ceramic blade to reduce grooming accidents thanks to their advanced skin-safe technology. I, I feel confident shaving my as you well know. So, again, it's the Lawnmower 4.0. This is a great gift as we get closer to the holidays and also something for you as well. If you've been shaving with the same nut trimmer on your face, you've been doing it wrong. No person wants to end up with hair in their mouth. It's time to get your own ball hair and body trimmer with Manscaped to make me time the best time and enhance your confidence with some nice, smooth boys. I want you to go to Manscaped.com, Manscaped.com, get 20% off your order. Use my promo code Hood, my last name, H-O-O-D i never endorse anything that i don't believe in so here you go manscape.com promo code hood and i thank you and manscape thanks you for your support manscape.com promo code hood
1: i know the leagues i know the teams I know these players. I know this wonderful game called football. It's time for Value Bet.
0: Oh, this is when the green rises to the top. This is when things get hot. The
1: largest sports wagering angles you need to know. Stats, records, rankings, weather. If
0: the goal post is tilted just a little bit. Value Bet on Chicago's home for sports, ESPN 1000. You can bet your children's unborn children's. Children on these six games. Value Bets is America's premier sports information program. Here's Jonathan Hood. What's up, and welcome to Value Bets. Jonathan Hood with you. Don't forget. To catch Cap and J Hood mornings between seven and ten a.m. Central Time on ESPN One Thousand, also on the ESPN Chicago app. For all you Cap and J Hood listeners, here we are another week. You know how much I love college football, right? How much I love being able to put a few, uh, <clears throat> a few dollars on college football. Let's just say, <laughs> oh God, love my college football. We'll hear from our guy Gary Seegers. From winningcureseverything.com, winningcureseverything.com, we'll go down to Memphis, Tennessee, and talk to a guy that knows his college football and knows everything about sports. As we have our conversation, check out winningcureseverything.com, and Gary Seegers will be our guest. We take a look at some of the big games. What's up with the Red River Rivalry, the Red River Shootout with Oklahoma and Texas? What's happening in the Midwest? What's happening out east? We'll talk about it right here with a little value bet. On Under the Hood. And there he is, Gary Seegers from Winning Cures com. You can follow him on Twitter at Gary WCE. And as we have our conversation, go to Winning Cures com as Gary joins us here on Value Bet. Sir, as always, it's a pleasure. Oh,
1: it's absolutely a pleasure. I appreciate you having me on.
0: So, uh, first things first, uh, <clears throat> do you have my money? <laughs> they did cover the 11, didn't
1: they? <laughs> they absolutely did. I- for those that don't know, we're talking about Charlotte covering against <laughs> Illinois last week. So, <laughs>
0: so uh, I would like for you to Venmo me my 100 bucks, by the way, for Charlotte covering the 11. I mean, it just its so bad. Like, so... The whole thing with Illinois, Lovey Smith did not want to recruit. Uh, shocker, you know, a shocker, right? After spending so much time in the NFL, he didn't want to get off the couch, and so at the last minute he tried to get a pipeline into St. Louis, Gary, and it's like, of course, he got fired. And now Belama steps in here. He's lost to Texas, San Antonio, uh, just barely squeaks past Charlotte. Uh, it is not a good football team. It's an uphill climb. And, and, but again, well, us, I just need you to bet, us, put we? the bets in for me because I can't do it.
1: <laughs> last week was actually uh, very foreseeable, right? Because Charlotte has a pretty good offense. I think they might have the best wide receiver core in Conference USA. But, you know, with the Wisconsin game on deck, you had to know that, that once they got a little bit of a lead or or even just any lead, they were going to try and sit on it. So they, they weren't looking to score points. They weren't looking to try and blow Charlotte out. They were just trying to get out of there with a win uh, to gear up for, you know, Brett's old, Old stomping grounds. So I I could understand it.
0: Good Lord, man. That's just that's so sad. And by the way, once again, (laughs) Mama's right. Mama says that common sense is not common. I was able to put as much money as I wanted to on Notre Dame, Wisconsin, at Soldier Field in Chicago, but couldn't bet on Illinois in the state. Tell me if that makes any sense.
1: You know what? We've talked about this before. None of these gambling laws make sense to me. (laughs) Uh, I, I feel like you should be able to bet on everybody anywhere you want to. Any device or or location that you want. Like I I saw something a couple of years ago where, was it Buffalo Wild Wings was talking about setting up a kiosk at basically every table so that you can (laughs) can gamble on whatever you want to in there? And I think it's genius. You should absolutely be able to do that.
0: I, I, I love that. I love that idea. I'd be right there for it. So um, I love college football. Gary, I know you love college football as well. It is making my heart swoon to see this every Saturday. It's very compelling. And here we are again, rivalries, right? So I'll start you with Oklahoma against Texas, right? Oklahoma, from what I can see right now as we record this, is a three and a half point favorite with the over under 63. What do you think of this game?
1: Well, Oklahoma two and seven their last nine against the spread against Texas, uh, but Oklahoma has covered two of the last three, and that includes last season when they went to four overtimes. And Oklahoma got the fifty-three to forty-five win there. Uh, this is this is going to be a very interesting game. And I think that Sarkeesian, the Texas coach, is going to have to use Bijan Robinson in the passing game. Uh, he's not going to have a ton of success running like he has in the past few weeks. Uh, partly because oklahoma's got the number six epa per rush defense in the country Uh, if you look on the other side oklahoma's going to have a ton of success in this game throwing the football spencer rattler has not been anything special and and i believe you and i have actually talked about this but rattler cannot throw the ball down the field Mm -hmm. but he's not going to have to in this game because texas cannot stop the pass the the short and intermediate passes they are in trouble with Oklahoma, number two in the country in completion percentage, over 75%. Texas, number 126 out of 130 teams in opponent uh, completion percentage. That's 73.79%. This is this is going to be interesting. I think Texas is going to be able to throw the ball on them. They're uh, they're number 20 in yards per pass, Oklahoma number 69. Oklahoma's going to have problems if KT Thompson is actually on. We saw last week that he wasn't on against TCU. He's going to have good games. He's going to have bad games. But if he's clicking, this this could end up being a bit of a shootout. And, and by shootout, what I mean is more so, you know, a game like Oklahoma had to deal with with Kansas State. Not not a usual one between these two, like last year where it was fifty three forty five, but but somewhere in the thirties. And in a situation like that, I kind of like Texas. I think Texas is more explosive than Oklahoma. I I'm not going to give an official play on this. But if you're looking to just have fun with it, I mean, I would I would certainly ride Texas. I, I don't see any reason why Oklahoma should be favored by more than a field
0: goal in this. Okay, just n- not necessarily a pick, but a philosophy. So I'll ask you this. <laughs> when it comes to the Sooners, see, this is what gives me pause before I, I, I click Oklahoma and the over here, and that is... Gary, I'm not sure what kind of offense we're going to see. Like, I could throw out all the numbers and say, it's just going to be Oklahoma-Texas, just throw all the rules out, throw all the numbers out, it's going to be a shootout. I really want to take the over because traditionally I, I cash in on the over. Should I look at the other way because of the inability for Rattlers to not get the ball down the field? That's that's my, that, that's my a little bit of my fear right now before I click one way or the other.
1: So the way that I would look at this as far as a total goes, um, eight. They're, you're not going to see a ton of explosive plays in this because I think both coaches are smart enough to understand that they have to be patient and just take what the other team gives them. Right. And these brands are so synonymous with high tempo, a lot of offense, explosive plays that the line has actually gotten to a point, or excuse me, not the line, but the total has gotten to a point. You know, at sixty three and a half roundabout, that you you don't want to. It, it just feels like it's inflated just a touch too much. Mm-hmm. I would actually have this total somewhere below 60. Uh, so, you know, I would, I would look at this as more people are used to these teams scoring. Um, like I said, it's not going to be a 53-45 game. You're looking at somewhere around 31-27, 31-28, mm-hmm. you know, something like that. And, and it's kind of a coin flip as to who's actually going to be able to win it. I don't expect Oklahoma to be able to score a ton on, on Texas's defense. Um, but I, but they'll still put up points because they always do. So they'll they'll find a way to score, but that total uh, inflated just a touch.
0: Georgia will take on Auburn, and as a Georgia guy, I will tell you that. Everyone's telling me, "Oh, that that defense is awesome!" And boy, you got a chance to beat Alabama, and I go, "Wait, hold on a second. Just hang on a second. Let Georgia get through this schedule first before we start crowning them the national champion." So I will look at this and say, "This is, um, you know, lookout game here for Georgia against Bo Nix, who pretty much draws it up in the dirt." Uh, I don't see any semblance of an offensive strategy. When I see Bo Nix, I see him just saying, hey, turn by the Chrysler, and then I'll throw it to you. Uh, So I see Georgia 15.5-point favorite, the over-under 40.5 as we look at it here today. How do you see that game?
1: So this game is, everybody wants to make this a a big game. It is the South's oldest rivalry. It is a ranked matchup, Mm -hmm. I I suppose, Uh, but Auburn is not a great football team mm-hmm. uh, and, and especially in this matchup and uh, they are two and eight against the spread against georgia in their last 10 4 and 12 against the number in the last 16 uh, georgia beat them 28 to 7 last year and georgia has improved and i don't think this auburn team is as good as last year's version uh, you're not going to be able to do uh, that johnny menzel impression that bo nicks had last week <laughs> against this georgia defense right like that's just not going to work yeah. uh, georgia gives up 2.4 yards per rush uh, that's that's Auburn's offense. They have to be able to run the football, and they're not going to be able to do it against Jordan Davis in that bunch. So I am I'm I've already given this out on the, the BetUS college football show that I host. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's every Wednesday at 5 p.m. Eastern and every Thursday at 12 p.m. Eastern. But uh but yes, this is a game I'm rolling with Georgia on. I, I do believe Georgia's offense is very efficient, and this is a not as good advertised Auburn defense. What what you were talking about with Bo Nicks? Yes, he does make plays that absolutely drive defenses crazy. Brian Harsin, the Auburn head coach, came out this week in his press conference to talk about how that's not how they want the offense to run. They they want to get him in a position where he doesn't have to do that because you can't rely on it. So, and I understand where he's coming from, but I also wonder, you know, it, is he just saying that? And I, I don't think he is, but is he just saying that, trying to to stir up, you know, make everybody believe? That they're trying to come in with some kind of a game plan and, and him trying, you know, maybe take credit for some of these plays that Bo makes. I I, I don't know exactly how to how to how to think of that. So yeah, I, I yeah. do believe that Georgia is the significantly better team here. Uh, so I'm going to roll with Georgia minus the 16. I just don't see how Auburn scores. I, I have no idea how they're going to score. And and Georgia... You know, they they have ways of making Stetson Bennett, who I think is going to play quarterback for him this week. Yes. Uh, they got ways of making him comfortable. So I – they're just going to take what Auburn gives them on defense, and there are a lot of holes in that secondary. They're going to be able to find open guys and just methodically run it down the field, do whatever they want to do. And, and this is a game that Kirby Smart has talked about, you know, Boonix is elite and et cetera. And we all know that's not true, but he has hyped up his guys – uh, this is their second ranked matchup of the year. Their first road game. I, I believe they are going to be fired up for this one.
0: Penn State will take on Iowa uh, as we record this. It's Iowa as a one and a half point favorite in the over under forty and a half. So, Gary, say it with me: Penn State, Iowa, top ten in college football. Does that top five? Top five. Does that? Does that make any? I mean, come on now. I mean. There has to be a separation after this. I I can't believe I'm saying that out loud in 2021. So so neither of these teams, we
1: still don't really know what they are, right? right? What Iowa does is not sustainable over an entire season. It's it's just not. However, they have done it in every single game, and they find ways to win by getting turnovers and creating short fields, and then they take advantage of the short fields. Uh, Brian Ferentz, the offensive coordinator, his game plan with Spencer Petras last Friday night against Maryland was beautiful. Ooh. It was gorgeous. Yeah, uh, they, they came out, they threw on four of the first five plays and, and then they threw on four of the next six plays. Like this is a team that is supposed to run the football and they figured out, oh, if we can confuse the other team and just have him throw even the short intermediate stuff, then, then we can get a bit of an advantage. And I, I like what they were doing with that. Now, there's a lot that we're going to have to figure out in this game. There's 20 mile per hour winds expected gusts up to 30. It's, you know, Sean Clifford, he, he was the turnover machine last year and the new offensive coordinator, Mike Yersich, I'm curious if he has actually fixed Clifford or has he just been kind of hiding him in some of these spots. Now his, his passer rating is through the roof right now. They look great, uh, but do, do those turnovers, you know, pop their ugly head back up. Iowa won this game forty-one to twenty-one last year, but uh, you know Iowa's won eleven straight, and, and Penn State has not lost since that loss to Iowa last year. They're nine and zero straight up, eight and one against the spread. Uh, you know Iowa in the last eleven that they've won, they're nine and two against the number, So these are two heavyweights that are that are going at it. Penn State five and two against the number in their last seven at Iowa, uh, or sorry, against Iowa. They've won three straight uh, in Kinnick. And, however. James Franklin, 0 and 8 on the road against AP top 10 teams in his career. But is Iowa really a top 10 team? Like that's that's what we're trying to figure out. Is Penn State a top 10 team? Is Iowa a top 10 team? I and anybody that knows what is going to happen in this game uh, is just fooling you. I mean, <laughs> right, <laughs> the, right. the right. analytics would tell you to side with Penn State. My numbers have Penn State actually favored in this game, but I, I don't know if I can trust it because I don't know what these teams actually are at this point. So I would lean Penn State because I don't believe they're going to make the the costly turnovers that Iowa is so used to banking on. But hell, I thought that last week with Maryland too. Maryland had looked a lot better. And so at this point, you know, I would almost count on on Iowa being able to get some turnovers. By the way, they're number one in the country in turnover margin. Mm-hmm. Penn State number ten in turnover margin. So could we see turnovers from both teams, and it kind of negate things? You know, we'll uh. We'll have to see. I, I think I think Penn State's going to have to be patient on offense, and I think they will be. Um, and they may, and maybe they will use Sean Clifford a little more in the running game than they have thus far this season. He he was always good at that over the last couple of seasons. That might be the way that they find an advantage in this ball game.
0: So you heard it here first from Gary Seegers from winningcureseverything.com. Penn State nine, Iowa seven. All right, thank you very much for that. <laughs> Uh, Basically, yes, right? <laughs> criminally under, and that's what Gary just told you without telling you. Uh, criminally <laughs> the criminally under the the covered wagons of the Midwest will bring you boring Big Ten football, and that's exactly what you're going to get there. I got to tell you, I
1: was shocked that this total was in the 40s. Like I know it's yeah. only it's it's around 41, but the fact that this was over 40 for the total shocked me. Absolutely, should like this should be in the 30s. So more than likely, the better play is the under, especially with the wins like that, Uh, because neither of these teams are going to really be able to establish a running game on each other. No, I would I would expect this to go well. This this looks like a you know fourteen to ten kind of game. Kind of we already saw this with Penn State. Uh, They beat Wisconsin what sixteen to ten I
0: believe Mm -hmm. to start the season. That's that's the exact same way they they should be able to handle this. Gary, uh, lastly in college, Notre Dame against Vodtech and. I, I think based on our conversation, the easiest bet in Vegas was to take Cincinnati against Notre Dame. You should hear the Irish fans around here, uh, in the Chicagoland area. They are pissed, and they're just not. I mean, but but again, the all the numbers, everything that you said was right. I mean, Cincinnati came in here and they ro- They rolled. They looked very comfortable against Notre Dame. As a matter of fact, Cincinnati fans came out strong in South Bend uh, for that game. So here we are with Notre Dame against V Tech. Uh, here I have Notre Dame as a one point favorite, over under forty six. What do you have in Memphis? Is it the same number?
1: Uh, a couple of different spots. have got it as a pick'em. Some have Notre Dame minus minus a half point, minus one. So, yeah, it's uh, this is a very interesting game because, and, and how funny that Notre Dame fans, after all the success, would be irritated about a loss to a uh, to a top ten team. Right?
0: Well, you, <laughs> hey, hey, they, well, they feel like they're out now, right? Like it's done. Like there's no chance for. Uh, the New Year's Day six nothing like that like it's done that they lost the game.
1: I would disagree. I would disagree with that because mm-hmm. I still think Notre Dame is a pretty good football team. But what I'm curious about this weekend is who actually plays quarterback for him like is it is it drew pine or is it jack cone and brian kelly has come out and already said that he is not announcing a starter Mm -hmm. like just whoever ends up rolling out there on the first drive is is who's going to be the starter but that doesn't necessarily mean that they're going to play the whole game drew pine was i think nine of 22 last week and jack cone was 14 out of 22 but jack ended up throwing an interception and it, it was just the the whole situation at quarterback has become a disaster um These two teams, only three meetings between them all time. The home team has never covered. This is a little interesting. At 2019, they played. Notre Dame won 21-20. But Notre Dame was like a 17-point favorite in that game. So the fact that it was close, that was – I mean, two years ago, everybody still kind of thought that Justin Puente might be on his way out. Virginia Tech, they are terrible against the run. Number 114 EPA per rush defense. Notre Dame is also bad – at the run on offense, uh, number one twenty three EPA per rush. So nobody has an advantage there. Uh, overall, like the Notre Dame defense, they're still number fourteen in the country in EPA per play defense. It could absolutely make it difficult on Braxton Burmeister, the Virginia Tech quarterback, because Notre Dame's pass defense is number five in EPA per play against the pass. I, I was I was a little shocked by that, but we we talked about Notre Dame last week mm-hmm. and. What Marcus Freeman is doing as far as defense goes is brilliant. Like he's he's pulling a Belichick. He did it again last week. He made it uncomfortable for Cincinnati. Now Cincinnati was the better overall team, but he he makes it very uncomfortable for teams. You know, going to Virginia Tech, especially at night, used to be a scary thing. Oh yeah, but they're only thirteen and seven straight up at home over the last twenty. Like they're just they're not as good as they used to be, and. I don't know that Virginia Tech will be able to score enough points to uh, to keep up with Notre Dame, even even as questionable as Notre Dame's offense is. I still think they're the better football team. Now, it, it, we've seen what Lane Stadium can be like when it's rocking, uh, but early in the season is one thing. When you've got an opponent like uh, like North Carolina coming in that doesn't have a clue what to expect out of Virginia Tech. Well, now Virginia Tech's got everything on film, and, and I would expect Notre Dame to be able to handle this one.
0: Uh, what NFL game are you interested in the most? You know, uh, the
1: one that I that I have put the most money on already is the Cowboys at home minus seven against the Giants. Uh, if you look back at, at everything that's going on between these two teams, it, the Cowboys covered six straight against the Giants uh, before Dak's injury last year. And, and then they just they didn't play well against hardly anybody to, to end that season. So if you just look overall at, at team metrics – Dallas is number two in the NFL in total DVOA, uh, and that's a, that's a value over, uh, over-adjusted, over right? So it's it, basically efficiency. Dallas, number two in the NFL in efficiency, and the Giants, number 21 in that metric. The Giants' defense is number 27 to Dallas' offense, number three, and the Giants' offense is number 12 to the Dallas' defense, number 10. I I don't see any way that in a divisional game, a divisional rivalry, that Dallas does not win this game by double digits. I, I have poured over this, and I think they're going to be able to score fairly easy on on the Giants. And I don't think that Daniel Jones and that offense are going to be able to keep up with them. So I, I will take the Cowboys minus
0: seven here because I think, that's, I think this is absolutely a blowout kind of situation. Gary, if I go to winningcureseverything.com, what would I find?
1: You would find our podcast, our YouTube show, uh, everywhere that you can follow us. Our picks contest is up for uh, for this week, so you can enter that thing, and uh, I think you win gift cards and something else from some Ooh. of our sponsors. So, yeah, you can uh, you can do all kind of things over at WinningCuresEverything.com.
0: Yeah, well, I think that's awesome. Now I heard it that that YouTube show, <laughs> boy, I heard that YouTube show was the Flames. I heard that that was awesome.
1: We we have a good time. My co-host and I, we, because we do it on youtube we we can kind of we can kind of go no holds barred on it we don't have to worry about censorship we don't have to worry about you know watching what we say and you know we do a a college football reaction show on sunday mornings Mm -hmm. where we just let it fly i mean it's it's a lot of fun we we talk about exactly what we're thinking uh with all of these different teams we normally cover about 17 games every sunday that that happened the day before, and the reason we do it Sunday instead of Saturday night is it gives us plenty of time to go through, uh, check out box scores, go back and rewatch all that. I wake up about five a.m. Central on Sunday mornings yeah. and watch you know watch back games that I wasn't able to see in real time, and and then we start talking about it at nine thirty a.m. on on Sunday morning. So it's it's a good time. The YouTube shows a lot of fun.
0: I love that. I love that. That that's kind of that Sunday morning therapy session. I like that. Uh,
1: before the NFL. So, gotta knock it out before the NFL stuff.
0: Yeah, I like that. Because I, I, I should have been able to just uh, kind of tune in to find out why in the hell that Fresno State... How did Hawaii... Hawaii play Fresno State Saturday, did they not?
1: Yes, yes, and lost the game uh, how? because of four <laughs> interceptions. I mean, multiple interceptions thrown into the end zone. Uh, Hawaii should not have won that game. Fresno was the better team. They outgained them. They outgained them yards per play. Uh, they... They just turn the football over. So and that's that's the way these college games can go. You know, it's it's crazy when you watch uh, exactly how much a game can shift off of, you know, very individual plays.
0: So much for my chaser. Again, winningcureseverything.com with Gary Seegers who joins us every week here on Value Bet here on ESPN Chicago. As always, Gary, I appreciate your time, sir. Thank you very much.
1: Hey, the pleasure is all mine. I, we certainly appreciate it.